Welcome to the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. My name is Beth Bissonette, and I've been an executive director of a pregnancy resource center for 23 years. I hope to motivate, educate, and inspire you, the pro-life Christian, to save and change lives for life and for Christ. Let's get into today's episode. I want to share an interesting pro-life perspective that I heard about the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. This fascinated me, and I really thought that you would enjoy hearing this. The Great Commandment and the Great Commission have become a, a central tenet of the Christian faith, right? Even those who aren't Christians and don't know much about Scripture, they can quote, love your neighbor as yourself. It's a familiar piece of advice even though we don't always follow it. So I'm going to go to Luke chapter 10. This is verse 25 through 28, where there's an exchange between an expert in the law and Jesus. This is what it says. One day, an expert in religious law stood up to test Jesus by asking him this question. Teacher, what should I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, What does the law of Moses say? How do you read it? The man answered, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, Jesus told him, do this and you will live. So in this scripture passage, what does the word neighbor mean? In the original Greek, it means near one. So the verse says to love your near one as yourself. The word love in this verse is agape love, which as Christians, we're probably all familiar with. We've heard it often in sermons and homilies. It's something that we know, agape love. This type of love is a sacrificial love. And we know this because it's the same word love used in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. This same agape or sacrificial kind of love is used in both of these verses. So we're supposed to have the same sacrificial love for our neighbor or our near one as Jesus has for us. Now, we need to ask, for a pregnant woman, who is her nearest near one? The baby in her womb. There's no one nearer to her. Now, somebody may say, but the fetus isn't my nearest near one. I can't see the fetus or interact with a fetus. The woman is my near one, and I need to love her as my neighbor. She's my neighbor. And if an abortion is what she believes she needs, then I'm loving her, my neighbor, by supporting her abortion decision. However, as Christians, we need to go back to the humanity of the preborn, as we've discussed in previous episodes of this podcast. Are the preborn human beings? 
no matter their size, their level of development, their environment, their degree of dependency, none of those things makes the preborn less human than the one-year-old. The preborn are every bit human beings. Remember, taking the life of an innocent, defenseless human being is a moral issue. It's not acceptable to take the life of a one-year-old, so why should it be acceptable to take the life of a preborn? So if our neighbor, our near one, includes both the mother and the preborn baby, because they're both human beings, and if Jesus says we are commanded to sacrificially, agape, love our neighbor, in the same vein as he sacrificially loved us by giving his life for all of us, how does abortion square up with that sacrificial love? Who is making the ultimate sacrifice in the act of abortion? It's the preborn baby. The preborn who doesn't have the ability to make a conscious decision to sacrifice their life. Their lives are being taken. Is this a sacrificial love on the part of the pregnant woman or on our part in promoting abortion? What does abortion cause us to sacrifice in an act of loving our preborn near one? Abortion isn't a sacrificial kind of love. Now, let me square up here. I have been in the room with so many women in unexpected pregnancies over 20 years that I can't even count them all. I'm very aware and heartbroken for women who are scared in very difficult circumstances, who feel trapped or pressured into making an abortion decision. I'm not heartless. I myself have experienced an unexpected pregnancy and felt like abortion was the only thing that was going to save my sanity. I felt that panic and fear, and it's a very real thing. But what I'm trying to do here is to educate you and get you to think biblically, to ask you to share your pro-life belief in an educated, respectful, and powerful way. As Christians, we're meant to know, believe, and act on what God shows us in his word. Here's another question we need to ask ourselves. How does taking the innocent life of a preborn baby created by God in his image square up with loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? If we believe what God says, that he opens and closes the womb and is the creator of every human being in his image, then how does our love for him square up with telling him, hey, God, I know that you made a mistake in creating this unwanted baby. So I'm going to support, encourage, and accept that this baby needs to be aborted. I'm going to fix this mistake for you, God, because I know better than you do what this pregnant woman and preborn need. Is that loving God? Is this how we love Almighty God, the creator of the universe, by telling him that he doesn't know what he's doing and we're going to fix it for him? That's not loving him. The great commandment demonstrates your love for God, your love for your neighbor or your near one as yourself. Three loves, love for God, love for neighbor, and love for self. What abortion actually says is, I don't love God. 
I don't love my neighbor. I just love myself. I mean, think about it. When a woman goes through a pregnancy and brings a child into the world, that's a sacrificial act, right? Any mom will agree with me, I think. Being so physically uncomfortable, morning sickness, bladder kicks, backaches, swollen ankles, and not to mention the painful labor, all of that is a sacrificial act of love for your child. Not to mention everything that comes after the birth throughout all of motherhood. Everything that may be sacrificed by a mother for her child. That's why we celebrate motherhood. That sacrificial kind of love. When a woman thinks of all the reasons why she can't go through with her unexpected pregnancy, that's real. Continuing a pregnancy can be a sacrifice. And if she decides that motherhood isn't what she wants at that time, she can continue with the pregnancy, that's a sacrifice, and then make an adoption plan, which is a great choice. Making an adoption plan can also be a very real example of loving her near one, her child, and loving her neighbor, the adoptive parents who are blessed with parenting that child. Okay, so let's move to the Great Commission. What does the Great Commission have to do with being pro-life? In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus calls us to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them. Now, I don't believe that Jesus meant to only go to other countries to make disciples. That wouldn't make sense. He was also including our neighbors in this calling, right? So we need to ask ourselves, how does taking the life of the very person Jesus says to disciple fulfill the Great Commission? How does aborting your neighbor fulfill the Great Commission to disciple your neighbor? How much time and effort do we put into teaching and discipling children in our churches? A lot, right? Sunday school, ministry time with the pastor, Bible camps, vacation Bible schools, youth groups. How many potential little disciples who could have grown up to contribute great things to the faith? How many of them have been aborted? It's a tragedy to even think about. There's also the example of the Good Samaritan when we talk about loving your neighbor as yourself. Going back to Luke chapter 10, the legal expert asks Jesus, who is my neighbor? And Jesus proceeds to tell him the very well-known parable of the Good Samaritan. The priest and the Levite, they walk by the man who was robbed and beaten. But the Good Samaritan, he doesn't just stop. He had compassion for this man. He bandaged him, took the man, and even paid for his continued care. And in verse 36, Jesus asks, who would you say was the neighbor to this man? And of course, the correct answer was the one who showed him mercy. To which Jesus says, yes, now go and do likewise. At Pregnancy Resource Centers, we have mercy for our near ones. We have compassion for our neighbors. 
everyone God sends through the doors of our centers, the pregnant woman, the child, the boyfriend or husband, the grandparent, and the preborn who come through our doors, all of them are created by God in his image and they are our neighbors. We treat them all with dignity and respect and love and compassion. They are all either Christians already or they're pre-Christians waiting to be discipled. So when you give a financial gift, when you pray, when you volunteer, when you uh, agree to become a staff member at a a life-affirming pregnancy center, you are the good Samaritan. You are loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and your near one as yourself. Thank you for doing that. There are many ways to fulfill the, the Great Commandment and the Great Commission. And when it comes to the pro-life initiative, be prepared to share the biblical truth of why you're pro-life, having conversations with your friends in your church about being pro-life. Share this podcast and share the reasons why you believe what God's word says is true about the value of all human life. Thank you. I want to thank Mr. Roland Warren. He's the president and CEO of the National Organization of CareNet. CareNet has a network of over 2,000 pregnancy centers across the country, including Haven Pregnancy Services, where I serve. Roland Warren shared this teaching, and I was so moved and fascinated by it that it inspired me to record this episode and share it with you. In the last episode, um, I asked you to fast with me during January Sanctity of Human Life. How's that going? Please shoot me an email. Let me know how you're doing. Hello at theheartbeatpodcast.net is when you can, where you can email me. Please share the podcast with your friends. You can find it at theheartbeatpodcast.net or on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Thanks so much for spending time with me again today. And remember, your life is precious.